Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 24 of High Character. UMass is the 2022 Hockey East champions. They won 2-1 to over UConn at the Garden in the championship game, and we are here to talk all about it with you guys. My name is Cameron, here with my good buddy, Evan. Evan, how you feeling, man? We are feeling divine. <laughs> this is just lovely. Um, feels good to be able to hear you say that. <laughs> like, it's just everything's, everything's coming up really well right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> we, were, we were teasing all of our buddies before, and like, we were going to do this pod drunk. Like, if we want, we're not on those types of vibes tonight. We're just going to soak it all in. <laughs> like, uh-huh. we are just here, ready to celebrate. Such a good win. I yep. say we should just start talking about it right now. Let's just get right into it. We are not sorry for our voices. They are completely <sighs> shot because we've just been yelling for the past two days. Um, so, yeah, that's why we sound like this. We, uh, It's 1 o'clock while we're recording this <laughs> after getting home from Boston. Um, just a phenomenal time. Ran into so many so many people, a lot of hugs, a lot of high fives, a lot of smiles. Um, got to see the boys raise another trophy. It's just on it, on top of the world right now. It doesn't get much better than this. And again, my voice is completely gone. I'm gonna have to invest in some sort of like vocal trainer. <laughs> like there's no <laughs> way I'm gonna be able to do this if we keep winning games like this. Like my my voice is just gonna be gone. But yeah, no, it was awesome seeing a bunch of UMass Twitter people, seeing people that we didn't even know we're a part of UMass Twitter and we're just throwing themselves like saying like, Hey, how you guys doing? Like, it was awesome. Um, the game was awesome. <laughs> Everything's awesome. That's going to be the word of the pod. It's just awesome. Yeah. yeah. Let's, let's say it now. while while I remember it. Uh, congrats on a really good season from UConn. I mean, they exceeded our expectations, at least for uh season they had, they were ranked coming into this game one game away from playing in the national tournament. So props to them on a really good mm-hmm. performance tonight and really good performance all season long, honestly. Yeah, no, nothing but good things to say about them. Um, they played really hard. You know, they weren't, you know, I didn't really have a lot of complaints about their play, just like, you know, with overall chippiness. Like it did get a little chippy, but I feel like that's just a byproduct of a hard fought championship game. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't really seem there's any sort of ill intent there. Um, yeah, they're really well coached, really solid team. They play with a ton of energy and speed. Um, I really think that they're building something pretty solid down there. Um, commented that on one of the uh, the UConn podcast story or tweets that they put out. I mean, nothing but respect for UConn right now. Wicked good game. Had us on the edge of our seat the entire time. I was on the verge of fainting a couple times. Like it, was, <laughs> it was a nuts game. But um, yeah. that's just kind of what you come to expect with playoff hockey at this point. Like, it's just – a joy to behold, you know, nonetheless. Yeah. So absolutely. So yeah, let's let's jump into recapping this game and then we can get into all the celebration, all the, the hoopla. Um so yeah, in the first period, I thought it was a um very even start to the period for sure. A lot of back and forth. Um some pretty conservative play from both teams to be honest. Uh and then you can see the momentum's kind of shift a little bit. UMass started to get a little bit of an edge. Um Bobby shook off a guy with the puck and then uh, ended up drawing a penalty on it. And that's when place really started getting loud for, for UMass. I had a really good power play. Uh, didn't lead to much, but uh, definitely, definitely a big swing in the moment. And it just goes to show what Bobby can do, even if it's not in the score sheet, drawn penalties, like 
guy's this guy's insane. Yeah, no, I mean that power play that you just referred to was absolutely nuts. Like we were just having them hemmed up in the zone the whole time. Like it was kind of back and forth until that point, but we were really starting to gain momentum. Um kind of they were leaving us pretty open on the blue line, which I think helped facilitate a lot of stuff for us. Um again, you have guys like Ufko just absolutely whipping pucks on net. Like that's kind of become his thing. Um it's kind of been between him and him and Kessel to kind of be like that right at the top of the point, like, you know, power play quarterback type dude. And they were just feeding him the whole time. And he was getting some absolute rips on net. Um, his slap shot's awesome. It's <laughs> great to see. Um, and that's kind of what was driving a lot of our offense. Like just trying to get as many rebounds as humanly possible. And I think UConn kind of did a good job scooping those up and just getting them out of play. So fair play to them on that. I think they were trying to neutralize our power play as much as possible, but we were really getting a lot of momentum up until that point. I mean, you just kind of just feel the energy in the building. Like we got to get something now, you know, like yeah. it, was, it was really starting to build up over the course of that time. Yeah. It was almost a like shooting yourself in the foot moment too, because of how good UMass looked in the power play. Once UConn killed it off, like they had so much momentum going out of that, their crowd started to get loud and the, mm-hmm. the, the ice tilted back in that direction. Um, Murray actually uh, stopped the two on one pretty, pretty soon after that power play. And yeah, UConn had a few more solid chances, but the period did end scoreless. Uh, as a whole, I thought UMass had a slight edge in that period, but again, it was it was very even, um, both ways, both some pretty solid chances. So yeah, uh, off the top of my head, I want to say the the shots were like eleven to three, I think, in favor of UMass or something to that effect. I think we we saw that there, but they refreshed it to start the period. They did. They gave, they gave UConn some more, yeah. So it wasn't Fair as enough. lopsided as it, as that looked. Yeah, I mean, regardless of that, though, I mean, yeah. you could tell that UConn was it's it kind of seemed like they weren't getting as many shots, but they were more high quality. Yep. Um, you know, they had a couple two on ones. They had a couple of just kind of general solid opportunities in good shooting positions. And Murray, as usual, not a surprise to anybody. Absolute brick wall tonight. Um, led in one goal, which we're going to end up talking about in this next period, but both goals that he let in over the course of the semifinal and the final, I wouldn't call his fault. Not like, at all. You get tips out in front like that when a bunch of bodies in front, that's the only way you're going to score on a guy like Murray. Yeah. Like that yeah, man so was shutting down everything else. Yeah. So let's jump into that in the second period uh, at two twenty-five. Vladislav first off for UConn tipped home um, a, a shot from the point. That, like you said, Murray really didn't have much of a chance on, honestly. Um, very quick. It, it didn't seem like UMass defense broke down or anything like that. It was just a classic, like, tip-in goal. I know you at that point were getting very nervous. UMass, UMass coming back after that with some solid chances, but still took took a while to, to get the lid off that net. Yeah, no, I mean, that that goal from first off was kind of just making me think, like, oh, crap, oh, crap, oh, crap. Like, yeah. this is – this is not the way we want. Like I was kind of of the opinion for most of the game, or at least up until that point, like first team to score was going to take the whole thing. Like that's kind of where I was at mentally. And about a minute after I thought that that was when they scored, I'm like, Oh, like really like this, this is where we're at right now. This is not in that type of head space yeah. that I wanted to be in, but um, we started to kind of shake it off. I mean, I think at that point we really started to wake up. Like we played a lot better after that goal, which I guess was very encouraging. Like, I don't think we were playing particularly bad leading up to that. Like it was a great tip, you know, it happened to just slot five hole. It's just one of those things where it just, it happens, you know, like you really can't put the blame on anybody. Like 
Kessel was battling with the first out in front of the net anyway. I think he gave him a pretty hard shove in front and his stick just kind of just slap against the ice, literally right as the puck was coming towards it. The good play, you know, yeah. whatever. But not on anybody there. Things happen. And we definitely woke up from that point onward. Yep. Yeah, and they definitely did wake up UMass. A lot of momentum after that, getting a ton of shots on. That point in the game, this guy was the most nervous I've arguably ever seen him. <laughs> I, mean, I, I sat next to him in a in a national championship game in the semifinal game that was an overtime. And dude, that's arguably how this game I've ever seen. That's literally how this game felt for me. Yeah, like you when we were, when we talk about the overtime in this game, like it was literally shades of of against Denver. Like yeah. that was how I was feeling, and like I get it, it's not a natty or anything, but just like that was the headspace that I was in, like. Yeah. I was so damn nervous because it's like this whole game just kind of seemed like I, I didn't I when we went off on the score prediction that we always tend to do before the games was like, like all right four one we're gonna blow the doors off we're gonna go 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 when when you're in these types of playoff games like that that's never gonna happen like I I should know better by now I feel like every time that I make these sorts of crazy or no I think I didn't even say four one I think I said three two you said four one yeah regardless yeah also was, you know I'm, I'm gonna make an amendment to your statement unless you're St. Cloud State. Oh yeah, true. <laughs> All right. That, then, then, should, that, then that happens. Maybe I should just start over. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. Keep going. Yeah. So, yeah. So I guess never mind. Unless you're St. Cloud State, yes. that's probably going to be a little bit of a difference. But um, obviously that game ended five nothing. Mm-hmm. But in most games, they do tend to be a lot more competitive and a lot more tightly battled, as we saw tonight. Um. But definitely started waking up. We were getting a lot of shots on net. Like that was the key. It was just really trying to make the most of opportunities. But I think kind of up until that first goal, just to kind of rewind a little bit, it kind of seemed like both teams were playing a little bit more safe. Like you really, you really couldn't open the game up a whole lot. It was more or less like first team to make a big mistake was going to capitalize. And then once the first goal was scored, I feel like it started to open up a little bit more. And that kind of led into what we see from Mr. Trevino, if you want to go into that a little bit more. Yes, sir. Watching uh, watching UMass after UConn scored that first goal, it seemed like it was only a matter of time before they got what they deserved, as we like to say. Um, they they were buzzing on the ice a lot. It, uh, you could tell something was coming. Took until 16 minutes into the second period. It's Bobby, man. We've seen this exact goal literally yesterday in so many times in this second half of the season, him skating up that left wing and sniping one home this time it was five hole and the guy i was just sitting there afterwards i was like this is not fair to the competition this guy is so good it's like unbelievable how lucky we are as fans to get to watch him every game it reminds me of kale like yeah like it it sounds kind of weird to say because you're thinking like oh my god like kale's literally one of the best players in the nhl right now but the way he's able to outclass almost everybody else that he comes up against at this point is unbelievable like the speed and the explosiveness, just like Kale to me. Like he literally at points during this game was taking the puck from his own end and taking it end to end and getting a shot on net. And it was a dangerous shot. <laughs> like yeah. that was stuff that Kale was doing back in, I can't even say back in the day, it was a couple of years ago at this point, but you get what I'm saying. Like yeah. it was just the, the, his ability to just make plays at literally any moment. Like we were seeing him, I'm not sure if it was this period or the next period, but he was getting like double shift. Yeah, you know, he, he was sitting there on the second line. He was playing with some of the third line guys. Like, well, the guy doesn't get tired. 
So no, exactly. Saying. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what nuts. I was going to say that Carvel was saying in an interview, and I think we mentioned this at one point in a previous episode, but literally, according to Carvel, you know, obviously we can't see the molecules of sweat on this guy from, <laughs> you know, 100 feet away or however the hell far away we are. But apparently, man doesn't sweat, doesn't get tired. He's an absolute superhuman. And we saw that tonight. He was just flying around the ice at any opportunity, always given 110%. And he got rewarded this time. You get what you deserve, just like you said. And yeah, it was a peach of shot. <laughs> like, you know, he just, he sees the two on one. It kind of seems to be a common thing where defenseman kind of plays over to play the pass and you don't want to leave Bobby open for the shot. Like no. I feel like the defenseman has to have a little bit more, more awareness as to who has the puck at that point, because if, if it was, you know, somebody on Vermont or something like that, like someone that not Bobby Trevino, you know, I'm not trying to yeah. pick on Vermont, but you get the idea. Someone that is not in the Hobie Baker finalist top 10. Vermont con crossfire in the hockey championship. Not, yeah. recap. <laughs> that's that's brutal. The last, that's, that's brutal. Or the last place I thought they would be mentioned. But we like, we like you kind of are Vermont fans. Yeah. No, no, yeah. <laughs> Who do you want me to say? <laughs> like BC, I guess. Like, uh, it was re- St. Lawrence toss them in the crossfire what you want to talk about carvel's former school i think I, they're just the last place pairwise team i think are they you union sure Union. fair enough let's go union <laughs> union yeah it was somebody on union in this case Sorry. anybody yeah. from union is listening in <laughs> terribly apologize here but yeah no like case in point don't leave bobby open when you're on a two-on-one you might want to cheat over to his side a little bit try and block the shot because any shot that he puts on net is going to be a beaut, and he mm. he nipped at five hole. Like that's yep. all he had to do. I think I'm not going to lie. I think it literally went off the goalie's crotch and like down and in. Like, nice. It wasn't perfectly on. Like <laughs> literally, it was a ball buster of a shot. There's no other way to put it. Like Bobby busting balls out there. Start renaming the <laughs> the triple B award instead of the triple C award. <laughs> like that might be. Might be a little bit of foreshadowing for the awards later on, but yeah, more on more on Bobby and his ball busting later. So, uh, <laughs> so on to the third, uh, one to one going in. I thought this period, uh, UMass definitely controlled play for most of the time. Uh, they got a lot of solid chances. It didn't seem like UConn had many solid chances, but obviously a tie game in the third, we nerve wracking every time down. Um, I don't have too much on this period. It was just. Back and forth. Um, refs weren't calling any penalties. I guess we could talk about that. Yep. Um, literally, a UMass defenseman got high stick, head flew back, and they didn't call it. Like, a lot of things. Like, honestly, got to give credit to Hockey East for recognizing that they got to put the whistles away more often, especially in these kind of games. Uh, it just seemed at times like it was a little too much. Like, maybe maybe call a couple, a couple things that are obvious. Yeah. I mean, the ones that they called, like, I think, I think the Kessel holding call, like when we look back at that, we were like, all right, fair enough. I yeah. think the, the interference call on the first for, um, for UConn, fair enough. Like the calls yeah. that they did make were not bad. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, they definitely kind of recognize that they just got to let the boys play. Um, and yeah, that's fine. I guess, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's not really the biggest of deals. Cause I don't think it was the worst officiated game. I think the only issue was that it definitely started to get chippy at times. And I feel like you just got to be able to tell the boys like, Hey, chill the hell out. <laughs> like, yeah. you, cause we don't want to see any sort of, you know, 
injuries, you know, nothing, right. nothing crazy, you know, cross checks after the whistle, nothing like that. You always want to keep it as clean as humanly possible. So, and for all the props that we do give UConn's team this year, I, I think we should mention they're definitely one of the chippier teams we've seen this year after mm-hmm. the whistle, a lot of, a lot of pushing and shoving, a lot of guys in headlocks, a lot more than any other team that we've seen in hockey East, honestly, I'd say. Yeah, I would agree for, I mean, again, I want to, you know, if you think about it just across this game, we definitely saw that, but I think in the other games that we were watching with them as well um, at UConn, there was definitely a bit of that too. Yeah. And then when they played a Mullins. I think we actually got a little bit more chippy. I mean, that's kind of what I think led up to that, to that key fuke questionable punch stick throw, whatever the yeah. hell you want to call that. That was a little weird, but um, yeah, I think definitely, I don't know if it's a case of like just trying to like reignite a rivalry. I don't know if there's like something personal between some of the players. Like, I don't know what the deal is, but definitely you're you're hitting the nail on the head where there's some sort of history there. Like something's yeah. something's definitely going on. Yeah, for sure. So uh yeah, chipping has continued into the third. The lack of calls continued, but scores stayed the same. Game went to overtime, and we've seen this many times before in the past couple of years, UMass an overtime playoff game always so nerve wracking, but I feel like Carvel Carvel must have some secret speech to give the guys in the, in the locker room. Cause UMass continues to come through in these overtime playoff games, uh, three minutes into overtime very quickly. Didn't make us stress too much. Bobby with an unbelievably good pass from the corner. I think his back was turned too. He just kind of yep. tossed it up. Yeah, perfect blind pass to Bollinger. Takes a takes a um a second to handle the puck and nips one, puts it in the net, and then yeah. may, just mayhem from there. Yeah, I mean, just to quickly touch upon your point about whatever the hell Carville is able to do to rile up the boys in OT. It's like you're talking about Space Jam and they talk about like Jordan secret stuff and it's just a water bottle. Like mm-hmm. this dude's whipping out a scroll, like with just a whole, <laughs> a whole motivational speech where he's called it Carvel secret stuff and just reads it off every time. And he just gets the boys motivated. It's, it's uncanny what he's able to do. Like the, the full, like the three big kind of playoff games or important games that have gone to OT, like this game, there was semifinal last year, national yep. semifinal, semifinal. And then national semifinal then, 2019. Exactly. Like those yeah. are the big three right there. Thank you for that, by the way, because yeah. I knew I was going to stutter at some point <laughs> trying to think about that. But yeah, he just, he just gets the boys going. No one knows what he means, but it's provocative. Like, he just <laughs> gets the people going. Gets the people going. He's doing his thing. It's unbelievable. And yeah, just to touch upon the actual goal, like, Bollinger's wide open like he's cheating up a little bit like he he finds the space well yeah Bobby's got his back turned in the corner like yeah no one's expecting that at all like who who's expecting a a diagonal across his own pass to a d-man like that's why they leave him open that never happens so like unreal vision on that but it was nuts but yeah Bollinger's able to kind of corral it for a sec kind of gives like a little like a turnaround shot sort of like while he's still trying to corral it Hmm. I think it goes off of a defender Takes yeah. a, definitely takes a little bit of a deflection. A slight there. deflection, yeah. And hits the back of the net, and everybody just goes ballistic. <laughs> like it 
literally you fell over your legs just gave out you said i'm done i've done my job standing up for the yep. past couple minutes i've i've quit i'm sitting yep. here bringing you back from the dead because you're <laughs> folded over in your freaking chair yeah you look like literally the letter v you're just like just folded in there and i'm having to bring you back from the dead like a saving private ryan like yep. get up soldier you got more to do like, big here. smile on my face the oh whole time. it was beautiful we just I was sitting there about a faint three quarters yeah. of the time, like during that OT, like I was, everybody was just on edge. Like, Oh yeah. Cause you, you just know it's any shot can go in at any time. Like I got all the faith in the world in Matt Murray. There's, uh-huh. there's no denying that. I trust that dude with my life at this point. But yeah. It's, it's overtime, man. Anything yeah. can happen. And I was just sitting there nervous as hell. And we beat, you know, Hanson was on his game tonight. Yeah. There's no denying that. And the goal that went in, it's it's a tough one for him, but they all count. We're not going to complain. Yeah. Then no. that's that's what playoff hockey is all about. Yeah. Like you get that dub, everyone's selling and going insane. You had people from the balcony. You can just hear the screams of everybody in that building. Like I'm never for, gonna forget it. Like no. we were, like there were I think three distinct moments of that night. It, or at least for me. At least for me. There was the opening puck drop to where my stomach said, I'm not going to be normal for the next three hours. Good luck, Evan. Enjoy. <laughs> there was the, um, obviously the game winner. That was unbelievable. So actually, no, let, let, let's, let's, there's four moments. There okay. was the Bobby, the Bobby goal after, yes. after the initial puck drop. Then there was the Bollinger goal, which just made me crap my pants essentially. And then going down the escalator, <laughs> After we leave the building, we get a let's go UMass chant started. And there's about 400 people joining in in the middle of like right next to the Bobby Orr statue, basically. And I'm dapping up random people left and right, just high fives all around. Uh, It was an unforgettable moment. It just pure amazement. I felt like a child. (laughs) uh, It was unreal. Yeah, I don't I don't even know how to fully explain that. Like you and I are obviously so like invented like invested in this emotionally like and with the podcast obviously like we think about this stuff so much and like so much of our like sometimes I wish it wasn't as much but like so much of our emotions depend on the outcome of these college kids playing hockey and it's Mm -hmm. like it's weird to, to like sit back and think about that but in those moments like of of those over those three overtime games that we talked about like sitting there in the stress of all that and then the release when the goal is like when the emotional release when the goal is scored is like the it's I don't I don't know how to explain it. it's just the craziest feeling of joy relief like mm-hmm. excitement just not knowing what to, you black out like it's yep I I, I like I feel like I kind of touched upon that during one of the intermissions like mm-hmm. I think I literally turned to you and said at one point because I was just feeling so nervous and anxious I was like I don't even enjoy watching these anymore. Like, it's just, it's like, don't get me wrong. I enjoy it. But like, I literally felt like I was about to take a final, like in freshman year again. Like I just had that pit in my stomach the whole yeah. game. And I'm like, why do I do this to myself? Like, why am I out here spending money to, to basically just be anxious? Like I could, I could do that anywhere else. Like, but it's, it's about that release. Yeah. Like the moment that that goal is scored and just everything just, goes like you had this the weight of the world on your shoulders all right like i'm i'm exaggerating a little bit here like that's what it feels like in the moment though exactly like Like, it's just the release is what it's all about like yeah 
just that that specific moment and I have no idea like we're just fans imagine how it feels for the players like Mm -hmm. just the pure joy and ecstasy like just throwing your stick up into the air gloves going wherever the hell they go there's a massive pile in one of the face up yeah like it's just it's it's unbelievable like yeah this this is what we pay money for and this is why we support the team is for these exact moments right here absolutely and it's just nothing nothing in the world feels better yeah. yeah i couldn't agree more we got spooked too we uh we got the chance to talk with nico hildenbrand former umass captain at the overtime intermission we chatted with him for a little bit and he he was saying boys just lock in like this is gonna be a two to three overtime game we were like oh my goodness like yeah he was he was feeling that like he had that gut feeling in his stomach and then he said i hope i'm wrong and we were yeah. like damn right i hope you're wrong <laughs> like, obviously we don't want to deal with that yeah because i would have literally i'm I think literally the way I'm, this is going to get a little morbid. I think the way I might die is like literally being 75 years old, watching the 2052 like national championship. I probably did the math wrong. I don't care. You get the idea. Not watching a math. A math. Yeah, no, I'm totally not an engineer or anything. I probably should know at least a little bit of math, but we're going off the cuff here. Um, yeah. Watching like the 2072 freaking national championship where, I bet you half the players are going to have like robot arms and stuff like that. Like <laughs> the sport's going to be completely different, uh-huh. but I'm going to end up watching that game and I might end up having a heart attack in one of the seats. <laughs> like, yeah. That's just what the sport does to me. And there's no way I'd be able to deal with two to three overtimes that was suggested by a former player. And I'm obviously we're not holding them against that. It's just a funny little tidbit, you know? Yeah. Really, really happy that that wasn't the case because I definitely wouldn't have been able to to take that, at least mentally. Like that would have been yeah. pure hell. Oh my goodness. Yeah. We did get a chance to right after the the win to talk to Aaron Bollinger's dad, which uh just and his mom too, I guess ahead of her. Um, just how proud they were and the excitement on their faces just the fun. emotion was just yeah. unreal. It was just an emotional moment for everybody in the stands. Like yeah, it's I, I would run through everybody that we've uh like <laughs> hugged and talked to and stuff but i'm a two-hour pod i might i might forget somebody so i'm not gonna run through very that. true very true um just those those are the moments you live for with this like it's 100 awesome awesome stuff yeah so anything else you want to say before we get, give out our awards i mean what more is there to say i feel like i've been rambling for this entire episode i feel bad for whoever's listening to this <laughs> we're just happy but, we're happy this this is what happens uh, this is what it's all about. <laughs> like feeling like the, if, if we win the Natty in Boston, like expect this times a hundred. Yeah, <laughs> thousand. You know, a couple, a couple different powers of ten. We'll figure that yeah. out. Later. <laughs> Not a math pod. Yeah, <laughs> but um, couple, couple weeks we'll figure that out. Yeah, no, we'll definitely be crunching the numbers on that, and we'll give you an exact number on how many <laughs> times over we're going to be feeling. Yeah. It. All right. So yeah, I guess we'll go to our awards. First award that we give out is the CCC. Carvel's character and compete award and I feel like it'd be hard to argue for anyone else other than the captain himself Bobby Trevino he he did everything in this game big big integral part of both goals integral part of play with and without the puck anytime he's on the ice taking double shifts like guy's a madman and we love it we love it Yeah, should we should we just sign the executive order right now to rename it to the Bobby's Ball Busting Award? Like just for just <laughs> yep. for tonight. Just right. for tonight. The BBB. 
the, the triple B, yeah. <laughs> not big baller brand, not a sponsor. <laughs> we, we're not going back to LeVar Ball, but um, yeah, no, he was just everywhere tonight. He's, he's everywhere every night. <laughs> like he just, he knows what he's doing. He's an amazing player. I think he deserves the Hobie Baker. I think like, if you just want to look at one player being so important to a team, look no farther than Bobby to this team. Like he's the heart and soul. He's, the skill, the character, the speed, the you name it, he's got it. Like that's just yeah. the type of dude that he is right now. And he played his heart out. He he deserves every award that he's gotten today through hockey East, you know, all tournament team, you know, player of the game, whatever the hell. He dude got like 17 different awards. Like he, <laughs> he's he's filling up his own trophy cabinet right now. He's nuts, but definitely deserving of this award tonight. Yeah, it's funny seeing the, the little love fest between Bobby and Coach Carvel on social media tonight love after it. this game. But uh, yeah, we've we've said it all, and we'll continue to say more about Bobby. He's the most. He is just I don't. He's everything that UMass is. Everything that UMass is like the high character, like all of it. And I would be shocked if he doesn't have his number hanging in the rafters uh, soon. I think I think that's coming. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised in the slightest. Yeah, just simple as that. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that's our our CC our BBB award. I love Bobby it. Busting balls. I love it. <laughs> All right. So the second award that we give out is the Good Try UMass, and we are not giving this out today. We're getting that award the hell out of here. We're <laughs> not giving that away tonight. There is <laughs> nobody deserving that. This was a legitimate good try by UMass. They did yes. amazing tonight. No sarcasm, no meme here, all right? Nothing like that. They they did exactly what they had to do tonight. They got business done. They got the job done. They we're not singling out a single soul no. tonight. This was a team win. Absolutely. Everybody, we, we do, do we just want to give out two CCC awards? We'll just replace it, like, <laughs> and we'll just give it to the rest of the team. Yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> I think that might be the move. Like, everybody, everybody was playing their their asses off tonight. They were playing their hearts out. They like honorable mentions. I think Murray been yep. rock solid. He was awesome. Everybody else, <laughs> there's no other way to say. Yeah, it. like, dude, I like it's been so noticeable in the, in this tournament that the team is like so many guys are blocking shots. Like yep. no pucks got to the net. It was, it's crazy. Like how many guys are diving in front of pucks? Like how many guys are giving it? They're all like Lopina on the back check on a two on one came in and took the puck away and like, didn't even let you kind of get a shot off. Like it's not like the it's beautiful, like Reed Lebster, like so much speed. So like, like the hands on him, like, like you said, everybody everybody's deserving of good awards. Nobody's getting the the good try award. I cannot I cannot think of a single soul tonight that made me think like, damn, I wish he played better. Yeah, like and- everybody was just doing their thing. Like everybody was at least doing like staying in their lane and like doing their job. You know what I mean? Like everybody yeah. was was performing their role to the best of their ability. Absolutely. If you really really want somebody that deserves a good try UMass award for tonight go look at what happened in the Minnesota State game because that com- that conference deserves a good try we won't talk about that but go look that up if you're if you're interested in hearing about it do we want to give like just a quick 15 second like just so they have an sure, idea because let, sure. let's be real I feel like 
people might not be completely yeah. curious about that. So basically, Minnesota State, the, basically their conference playoff game, the equivalent of our hockey is playoff game. They score a goal. They, you know, they start selling everything. They literally like almost leave. Like they do fans, the laps with. They do the laps with. The they're trophy. doing. They get yeah. hats like. Like basically everything we were doing tonight, and then the refs were like, "Hey, wait a second, let's go check that goal back real quick." <laughs> and this was like forty minutes after the the final whistle, mind you. They look at the goal for legitimately twenty minutes. Turns out they had like three extra camera angles that they never saw before, and they said, "Hey, by the way, that goal doesn't actually count because it went through the side of the net." And they had no idea about it until about an hour after the game. Like that makes like imagine if hockey East did that. We would be going insane. Like we we would literally like go for the commissioner's head. Like there's there's yeah. no way <laughs> that anybody would be able to make it out alive at that point. So then if, if there's a good good try, Minnesota State Conference. Like yeah, sure. Unbelievable stuff from them. Yeah, if that was hockey east, we'd protest in the streets of Boston. hundred percent. Oh, we don't have to watch a game with hockey east refs again this year that's hype oh dude we can make a whole separate episode about that we just be, <laughs> we'll just be frolicking through the streets of boston just yes no more hockey east we love you <laughs> that's very hype i just realized that that's awesome all right all right so our third award that we give out is a custom award and the award today is going to be called the clutch gene award and it is going to aaron bollinger the guy's got a knack for it. He scored, obviously, this game-winning goal tonight in overtime. Uh, I guess you could say another important goal in his career was the national championship last year. He scored the, the goal that broke the ice and made it one nothing. So, Game-winning guys, goal. Yeah, game-winning goal. Guys, cool. guys clutch. We, we love what we're seeing from him, especially late down the stretch here this season. Yeah, no, I mean, just over the, the course of probably the past four weeks or so, like he's really elevated his game, um, really kind of committing to more shot blocking, just like overall puck movement. He's just kind of taken a big stride and everything, um, which we kind of needed. Like he yeah. he started off the season kind of on like that fringe extra D man spot, like, and then he kind of swapped that with Slava Demin, and he kind of started to hold his own. And he's really become a bright spot, I think, on this on his defense. Like he was kind of just one of those role players, I think, towards the beginning of the season, but. He's really starting to become, you know, his own guy at this point, really starting to to take charge and do his own thing. So really happy for him. You know, he's been doing his thing, you know, hoping that he just continues his development and just keeps getting better and better because sky's the limit at this point. Mm-hmm. Like if you have a guy that can show up in these sorts of big moments like that, that's just, that's how you're going to win a daddy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just having those sorts of players on your team and, just super happy for him you know like it's awesome um i don't know if you got anything to add on that cam i think i think you said it perfectly he's yeah phenomenal knack to come up in these clutch moments his defense has been spectacular in front of the net taking away the passing lanes so yeah congrats aaron bollinger on the clutch gene very cool all right. So, yeah, uh, this is normally the part of a recap where we get to our out of town scoreboard, but uh, there is no out of town scoreboard tonight. This was the last game of the conference. So, nothing else to say. Um, UMass didn't need to lock in their automatic qualifier for the national tournament, but they did. 
So uh, we're playing in the national tournament next weekend, which That's is pretty cool. Pretty damn cool. Um, that'll come out Sunday night at 6.30. That's the selection show. That's when we'll find out the region that UMass is in. Um, early speculation now is that they'll be in Worcester and play against Minnesota in their first game. So we'll see how that goes. But, yeah, so UMass in the tourney, definitely more to play for as we go on. And that's how it started off last year. We made it to the tournament. One Hockey East locked in a bid, even though we didn't have to because we were already doing so well that season. Starting to see a lot of similarities, Cameron. UMass has never won Hockey East without also winning a natty. Now that is a very uh, interesting stat and definitely one that is piquing my interest. Yep. So, uh, yeah. Interesting. Let's, hope we, interesting. let's hope we can keep that that trend going. I think that's a pretty damn good trend to keep track of. Yeah, I would say so. Um, yeah. Other than that, we'll we'll be coming at you with a full uh, preview for our first game of the tournament, obviously. So then we'll get too much into it before we even have an opponent that we know yet. But yeah, sounds good. Anything anything else from tonight that you want to talk about? I'm exhausted, bro. <laughs> this, <laughs> This whole game was so mentally draining. Like, dude, so was last night. Like, dude, the whole this, weekend has been. Don't get me wrong. This weekend was unbelievable. Like, couldn't be happier with the results. Like, I guess just to, to make an amendment, like, I don't want to be like a revisionist here, but I think, at least like from, from what I was thinking of what I said last episode, I just wanted to kind of clear the air. Like, when, when I said that, like, we didn't dominate the game, like, that's definitely not a knock on them. You know what I mean? Like, all things considered, like, we still played very well defensively. Oh, it yeah. just wasn't in the case of, like, taking away scoring opportunities. Like, we just made it so they had the chances, but we blocked them last second rather than neutralizing them before they started. Yeah. So I just wanted to kind of clear the air on that. Didn't want to make it sound like, the boys played poorly and they were like, Oh yeah. You know, like we barely won that game. Like we definitely played defense just in a different way. Yeah. Like there's, there's two main styles of either taking the puck away before they can even materialize an opportunity or we let them get the opportunity. And then we just snuff it out right as it you know starts basically. Yeah. And we get a nice block shot in. And I've noticed that that's kind of, at least as of recently, what our defensive mentality has kind of become um, not really like a crazy, like, strip them of the puck and then make, you know, really quick breakout opportunity. Sometimes it's just throw your body in front of it and see what yeah. happens. Like, so definitely yeah, I, not a knock on the boys for that. I'm really proud of them for the way that they're able to sacrifice the body like that. It's mm-hmm. such an important skill to have. Yeah. I think anything that we were critical of after the semifinal game was cleared up for the championship game. I think defense was spectacular, like yeah. nothing, nothing clean at all for UConn. Uh, they were pushed out to the sideboards on every every rush, like block shots. Nothing Murray phenomenal again, obviously. Nothing really solid for chances. Stayed out of the penalty box. Like mm-hmm. it's all you could ask for, really. Like it was a great performance. Yeah, I think off the top of my head, they might have had one solid opportunity where I think it was a two-on-one and Murray like had an amazing save on it. Like he yeah. kind of like scrunched up his body and was like spinning around because <laughs> he thought he had the puck, but it actually yeah. squirted out to the to the corner. But other than that, really wasn't a whole lot doing for them. Um, yeah, <laughs> just, I just really wanted to clear up the air on that because didn't want to make it sound like 
I was critical of the boys. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think, you know, a win's a win. You know, gutsy wins are gutsy wins. Like, sometimes they're not going to be the prettiest. They're not going to be the sexiest. But we're winning games, and that's all that matters at the end of the day. Yes, sir. All right, yeah. So, I think that's everything we have for this Hockey East Championship game. Uh, just wanted to say uh, we were really wowed with all the people that we had come up to us at the Garden over the weekend and say hi, talk to us for a little bit. Honestly, like, it meant so much and keeps us pushing with what we're doing, keeps the motivation going, knowing that so many of you guys love to hear from us and love the pod and stuff like that. So, thank you to everybody that came up to us, said hi, and talked for a while over this weekend. It meant more than you could probably know. Yeah, and I cannot stress that enough and, like, just agree with you wholeheartedly. Like, it's it's super humbling, like, just, like, knowing that, like, people – like, I still think of myself as just some dude that talks about, you know, UMass hockey because he likes it. Like, that's mm-hmm. – I don't really – like, it shocks me that people kind of – enjoy this content so much like it's it's still crazy to me like I'm not trying to be like the overly humble dude here but like genuinely like it's it's crazy to me that people are like can we get a picture with you guys like it's it's crazy to me like it's it's nuts and I just wanted to say thanks to everybody again like it does really mean so much like it's it just kind of adds like another another layer to going to games you know what I mean like just meeting all these cool people that I feel like I never would have met otherwise because it's definitely super cool to just you know, like you kind of like players, parents, you know, stuff like that. Like that's super cool. You know, other mm-hmm. UMass fans, like UMass Twitter, like just putting faces to names and stuff like that. Like that's so cool. And yeah, definitely have not met a single person that I disliked at this point. Like there, everybody has been super nice, super friendly. It's been just totally awesome. So yeah, long may that last. I mean, I love to meet every single one of you guys. You guys are totally awesome. So just thank you so much for the support. It, it means so much, like sincerely from the bottom of my heart. It's, it's crazy. Absolutely. Don't ever think that you're annoying us if you want to come up to us because that is Not never the case. At, I mean, if we're losing like six, nothing or something, I'd be like, all right, like maybe, maybe the time, <laughs> but hasn't happened yet. So no, but yeah, if you see us uh, at one of the regional games, feel free to come say hi again for sure 100 100 all right and with that i think we will leave you guys it is almost two in the morning for us so we need to get some sleep but <laughs> we're gonna be sleeping like babies tonight sweet dreams yes, of absolutely. national championships tonight yes so more to come from the high character boys this season more content to get out to you guys Thank you, everybody, for listening. We're going to have a vlog coming out from this weekend, which should be really fun, uh, all the trophy uh, ceremony and everything like that. So be on the lookout for that. But, yeah, I guess that's all we got for you guys. Thank you for listening, and go UMass. We are Hockey East champions back-to-back. Go UMass. Take care, everybody.